0: Yo, 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 good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening in, wherever you're listening from, shout out to my Spotify listeners, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, Samsung, Podchaser, Geo Savant, Deezer, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and if you're watching in from YouTube, thanks for giving me a reason to get dressed. You guys are out there. I prefer to listen to my podcast through Spotify. I'll give them a quick plug, but... I asked somebody, you know, aren't you on Spotify? I said, no, if it's not on YouTube, I can't watch it. So uh, definitely feel good about the extra level of production to be able to make this a video as well as an audio podcast. So uh, if you appreciate it, if you're on YouTube, I know you're watching. Drop a comment so I know you're real. Coming live from my voice to your phone, computer, headphones, TV, car stereo, smartwatch, Bluetooth speaker could have been anywhere in the world but you're here listening to i will not lose podcast right now take a moment be present and recognize that it's now right now whether you're right now is working running exercising cleaning laying down flying driving if i don't have it on the list let me know what you do when you listen to the podcast i'm really curious about my listeners you know uh you guys make it real other than that it's just me and uh me and my guests here in a basement so let's be grateful we're alive failure can be frightening however as Winston Churchill reminds us success is all about going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm this is I will not lose podcasts let's jump right in Ah, my second episode did not age well um I was making attempts to defend or at least empathize with, uh, yay. And then he just went completely off the handles. So, um, a lot of this conversation, I'm not going to give a ton of fuel to it. And this is not a news source. You guys know what he said. I'm not going to quote it. Uh, not even for fear of copyright, but just cause I don't think it should be repeated. It's, it's really like, uh, <clears throat> it's really messed up, man really messed up when you have Alex Jones kind of taken aback and saying hey you might want to dial that back a little bit it's messed up so we'll get into it I'll tell you exactly what happened at least but I do want to spend some time this podcast talking about mental health Um, my attempt with episode two about telling Kanye to be impeccable with his words was to paint a picture and not attack freedom of speech or say that you can't say what you want you know You do have a freedom of speech protected by our First Amendment, but there are uh, there are amendments to that. There are you know, it's not just as cut and dry as you could say whatever you want. So it was an attempt to do that. It was an attempt to separate mental health as an excuse because everything is synonymous with Kanye being bipolar, you know, Um, and it's it's a stigma that's real. So even myself coming out publicly as a bipolar, I'm not going to get it right. It's one or two. Uh, I'm the one where it's much longer phases, but either way, I, we got to educate people because to think that mental health or, uh, an episode makes you say things. There's, there's parts of Kanye that are flawed. We have to denounce racism and bigotry and all, uh, in all forms, so before I jump on my soapbox, Kanye had went on the Infowars podcast uh, or television show with Alex Jones and there were different highlights and reels I, I don't think the full interview's been pulled. you may be able to get it at some point, but he said amongst other things that he loves Jewish people, but Yay yeah, loves Hitler uh alex jones said you know the fashion you know you like the uniforms kind of gave him a chance to to get out and he comes back and says uh no i i love nazis um i'm not going to as i said pull it or get the exact quote so I employ you like I do with everything. The reason why I started a long form podcast is do your research, look for the full conversation and you can check the context. Um, That's what I did. And it's like, wow, he said this, he means this. So a month ago, I'm talking about his spiraling out of control and talking about how it could turn into, and, and people think I'm crazy for saying that this sort of behavior being normalized or having a celebrity figure promote anti-Semitic thoughts and beliefs could lead to another Holocaust. Well, he sure went death con three. I know it's not death con. It's def con, but clearly he didn't know what it meant. He, he had a, a different intent with it. You know, Kanye's not the great with his words and I encourage to be impeccable about it. So, um, I did look listen back to that episode. Uh, there's nothing I want to denounce. I don't think you could defend the man, but I, I think I want to double down on the fact that bipolar, Nazi, anti-Semitic, black man, crazy, these should not be synonymous words. These should not be something that goes hand in hand with, oh, if you're bipolar, you must be anti-Semitic. So I check off a lot of boxes that Kanye checks off. So for me personally, it's like, man, do you see do you not see what you're doing? Do you think I don't know that when I come out publicly as bipolar that that could hurt me professionally? That that could change people's viewpoints of me, that that could cause judgments because of a stigma? I'm absolutely aware of that. And I create content putting out and promoting Education of mental health, because I get it. Depression, anxiety, they're cut and dry. People can say, oh, yeah, I've talked in front of people. I understand anxiety. I can kind of empathize with living your life like that. But then they see what anxiety can really do and cave your chest in. And it's like, oh, wow, I had no idea people are dealing with managing these kinds of emotions and stuff. So it's easy. We want to simplify things and we want to say, oh, well, that that guy's depressed. That guy's anxious. But when you get into bipolar, it's so. Put it this way, people who are bipolar don't even completely understand bipolar. And there's documentation and DSM-5 and all sorts of stuff on it. It varies from person to person. Your brain is different. It's a scale. Episodes are different from people to people. There's similarities that could be documented. But you, there, there's not enough education even for if you have to live with it and it's a life or death situation. So if I could just take one little piece, why do I come out publicly as having this mental health condition? Because it's one thing I could do towards education and getting it to possibly be normalized where somebody can empathize and not judge to a stigma. Uh, You have TV, you have depictions of bipolar people as essentially making a choice to be out of control, crazy. Like, don't get me wrong, it's scary. Like, you throw on top of that, I'm a large man and I can have an episode in public. Like, that could end fatally, not for anyone that I'm attacking or anything like that, because I'm not violent, but I could be killed. I could be put down. And do you know what? People looking at the video would just look at the fact that I was appearing erratic. They would jump to all sorts of conclusions on what sort of stuff I was on and they would say that was a good shoot. So uh why do I have to live my life this sort of way and be in a light of okay, well Kanye's going off the rails, he must be crazy, he must do this. I'm sick of the comments and the rhetoric that I'm seeing, and then I say, wait, Tony, step back. Can't be mad at somebody for not knowing or for stigmatizing or for not saying, I want to go along with the ride with you of promoting or or, or doing this. I can completely understand that. But uh, there, there needs to be education. There needs to be somebody giving people a chance so not exactly um i was looking for the exact clip where i said it and if i didn't say it i'll say it again i do not want anti-semitism bigotry racism and bipolar mental health to be synonymous and that's the path we're headed with so um should kanye get a pass you know what let's take some time on this when everybody said something uh, when kanye had made the comments about jewish people controlling the media and having an agenda to control the black voice and his tyrant that he went on that went viral, it caused a, you, you could see there needed to be education because the conversation became, well, I don't understand what was so bad. Like I, I would love to control like, man, black people would love to control the, the media and be rich and do all this stuff. And people didn't understand how it could lead. So I did a whole episode about how this could lead to a Holocaust. And, it was somewhat defendable and everybody had the memes of I stand with yay and yay 2024 and let's not forget about college dropout and like, don't get me wrong, man. It's one of my favorite albums of all time, but we can't take something that a man did 15, 20 years ago and say it gives him a pass to, for this sort of behavior. So what sort of passes have I heard that Kanye gets Uh pass for his music, which eh, Lisa's music is that good that people think that it can give a pass for anti-Semitic, racist, bigotry. But, um, hey, I get it. Uh, Pass for being black. Um, This is such a weird one, and I'm not going to have this conversation alone. I'd be happy to invite anybody on the podcast to have a conversation about it. But it's weird when you get into things where, you know, saying a word from one race versus saying it from another race has different meaning and intent you get a pass towards saying it Um, there's almost a thing of, you know, and if if you check back on my episode, I'm very careful. I am not a master on Jewish culture. I wasn't raised around Jewish people. I have a certain reservation to speak on it as though I know I'm willing to be educated. But if for the chance that somebody looks at me as a voice of reason and says, Hey, I want to hear, understand the way he does. I have to only share my perspective and come with the disclaimer that people need to do their own research don't put me on a pedestal. I'm not a, you know, um, not an icon or anything like that. Excuse me. I would say... All right. So without deep diving into whether or not race should give you the option to talk about other races or talk about your own race... Um, it's it's weird. It's a touchy subject. It's just something that goes. I mean, you have the N word and then you have somebody like Drake who believe half black, doesn't look traditionally African, um, and is I believe half Jewish. I'm surprised this hasn't been brought into the conversation. But yeah, I mean, he lets the N word fly all the time on music and it's like, well, he's doing it in context, it's it goes with the culture, so it's a strange conversation, and not one that I, it's one I'm gonna end right here and have when we can deep dive into it. I don't like just my thoughts on something uh, so like controversial that could be broken down or that I could be educated on myself. So, uh, does he get a pass for being bipolar and manic? This is where we're gonna spend some time now. Um, absolutely not. That's my feeling. But that is also coming from somebody who feels accountable for all of the mistakes, if you want to call it, that I made. Uh, when you are in an episode, you may not even know you're in an episode. Uh, it takes a lot of work to be able to recognize, you know, you're just dealing with emotion. Think about when you're in an argument with somebody and you just start throwing the worst things at them because you just want to hurt them, you're not thinking about all the consequences and how your words can hang. You're just playing off emotion. So try to imagine riding that roller coaster of, okay, I'm just feeding into emotion, but right now mine makes me want to absolutely scream. I feel uncomfortable with myself. I want to run really fast. Um, These are some that, that come out with me, but i if i get into legal trouble because i'm in an episode i have to accept that legal trouble and i take so many steps i did a whole 10 minute monologue uh before i decided to get into podcasting full-time and um i did my best to explain my experience with bipolar and mania and you know what it was. Did it hurt me professionally? I guess I'll never know because people who will judge me or not do business because of something, look, I get it. That's your prerogative. If you think that I'm erratic or irrational, but I guarantee you that if I didn't come out as bipolar, you would never know because I am actively taking medication. I'm actively going to therapy. I'm actively journaling my behavior. I'm literally wearing a smartwatch right now, not because I care what time it is, but because it needs to track my steps. It needs to let me know if uh, my heart rate is going crazy or anything. I mean, it's, it's nuts what technology can tell you before you actually feel it. So if I'm going to go through all these steps and take it in order to be accountable, just for the simple fact that I might be on low sleep, be having a bad day and want to run out of my house because I'm unmedicated and yeah, I didn't want to take the medicine and it's not like I just didn't take it that day, but I'm actively not taking medicine for a long time. It takes a long time for these drugs to build up in your system, and it takes a long time to get it right. God bless you if your first medicine got you stable. Um, it just doesn't happen. It's, it's the brain. dude. It's the human brain. Give these doctors some credit. And you go back and see me when I was 19. I was not a fan of doctors or the whole field in general, but... You know what? They are working with one of the most intricate and complex things known to man. And I don't know. Give them, give them a pass, if anything. So Kanye is openly, admittedly not under any sort of medication or therapy, is clinically diagnosed as bipolar. And I don't know if he's said he's in a manic episode. Uh, nobody... First off, you can't just like it's extremely hard for a mental health professional to diagnose. It's easy for anybody. I mean, Kanye's not a dumb man. He could very easily be Googling the symptoms of something and acting out because he knows it's a conversation. I'm not going to put that past him. I'm not going to put past that, although he may have deeply rooted beliefs, he may have known what he was going to spark up doing this. He's actively knows how to stay in the conversation on the internet. I shouldn't be doing another podcast about him or giving him any attention after this last stunt, but you know what? I can't say what's going to happen in a week or two, so we'll see. But you have an active duty to respond. Uh, You have a responsibility to society just in the way that a vet coming back from war has to take steps in order to reacclimate to society this is a real thing mental health is a real thing and people don't have the resources you see the vet problem that we have i'm not a uh expert on that but i know somebody who uh does actively work with vets who is a vet herself i'm going to invite my uh my cousin, I'm. she doesn't know this. This is, I'm just coming to me right now. So I'm going to ask her before I put her name out there, but that'd be really cool to have a conversation and bring some awareness to mental health when it comes to veterans. <clears throat> so if you have an active duty and you're still held liable, I mean, you if you go through the military and you're trained in combat and This is going to be controversial, but you can be good at being a killer. You can have a psychopathic wiring in your brain, have less empathy, less hesitation, time to kill, insanely focused on a mission, whereas a normal wired brain doesn't work under those conditions. We are, let's not ignore violence in the world and try to pretend like, I get it, I'm all for peace and I'm I'm not violent, but violence does exist and we are a violent species that has been born. So psychopathics played a large part in our evolution. They're, if I would say like a societally necessary, uh, no, that's not, I don't want to say necessary, but they, significant, there you go they're significant they add something to the experiment of sociology so if you think about uh and I'll go into this in general but nice segue like i believe that adhd if i hate the word disorder or disease because that just means that less people have it, it just means that it's not the majority minority doesn't always mean wrong so when you have something like Uh, the smaller percentage of it, it just, um, I think like it kind of skews the numbers. Um, but I think that we would have never left the caves. I don't think we would have ever ventured out. I think that an ADD mind doesn't get complacent and I don't have ADHD. My, uh, qualification to speak on it is I am around... Most of my close contacts and work professionals are diagnosed. Um, Yeah, don't mean to put you out there, but trust me, people having ADHD is the stigma. I don't think is as bad as bipolar, schizophrenia, things like that. Not to compare or do anything like that. But so how do we educate? How do we let people know the work that has to go? How do you, you know, support someone who is going through that and even know that no matter if you take all those steps, and I just got to be a realist right now, even though I take medicine, go to therapy, exercise, do all the stuff that you're supposed to do, check off all the boxes, I could still have an episode at any given time. Uh, That's just the reality of the disease. My brain could rebel against the medicine. The medicine could stop working. It's working right now. And that's why I'm constantly tacking and changing course to make sure that, you know, just making little adjustments to stuff. It's what you have to do. Let's give credit to people who are putting that sort of work in because you have that responsibility to society. So now the question is, does mania or bipolar make you go off and say, I love Hitler? Let's um, really think about this. There's thoughts of grandeur. There's like, and people don't understand what that means. Thoughts of grandeur is not so much like, okay, I want a Louis Vuitton and stuff. Like that's that's a, a form of it. But the uh, grandiosity thought, I'm sorry, that is thoughts of grandeur. The grandiose thoughts or whatever the DSM-5 has it, like when you start thinking World changing world, like you want to change the world, um, and you have the energy to do it right now. That's like sort of uh, manic behavior. So, um, if he is in a state he's been in there for a long time and at this point would need hospitalization, you can't just uh, like get yourself out of mania, it does require hospitalization usually. So, um, until he wants to get that help, he's not going to get it. Um, give me a second, <laughs> give me a second. So I have people asking what it's like to be manic and I will get personal here and share some of my own experience, but just know this is my experience and this is not diagnoses. If you think you have symptoms like this talk to a professional don't go on the internet and try to diagnose yourself you know that's that's never a good idea but even if you're even if you are bipolar and you're educated on what mania is you could be in it and not know you slipped into it so it's a scary reality that I always deal with um there are some pleasurable parts of it. Um, I mean, you're essentially stuck happy, so it's not like uh normal happy, like, yeah, I just won something. And, and to be honest, I will, I'll go out there and say, I don't know what normal happy is. You know, I've always experienced things at extremes being bipolar, but I do know that, um, you just be, excited about life about yourself okay well put it this way a good quote that i saw on reddit somebody had said hypomania which is like a smaller form of mania people don't know about um doesn't last as long isn't as intense that hypomania makes you feel like you're Uh, hang on a second i don't want to mess the quote up yeah i'm gonna drop that all right, I'll just wing it pretty much. Essentially says hypomania feels like I have godlike powers. Mania is I am God. Um, that's not like, like that's coming from a completely God complex, egocentric type thing. Like you think you're super smart. You, you really like, it would explain a lot of, uh, the ego in general. I don't know that I've ever experienced an ego as large as Kanye, but When you have something like, uh, I heard this from Bill Burr's monologue, and Bill Burr, go and look it up because he can make it funny. Uh, This clip didn't age well, but he says, my only regret, and this is a quote from Kanye, my only regret is that I will never get to see myself perform live. Holy shit. But Bill Burr goes on and says, you take an ego like that and you put it in a white man, and he starts yelling in German, obviously mimicking uh, Adolf And it's just like, wow, that was... I forget when the clip was, but it wasn't recent. So this is something we've seen coming. This isn't super shocking. Uh, It's following a playbook, like I said, of like a Donald Trump or somebody. And especially when he's running for president and is extremely, you know, attracted to other men with large egos. Um, This is just... This is what you get. So... Will he admit or want he needs help? I don't know. Can't do it. Can't help him. Can't really put any energy towards it. I've switched gears and it's really just going to be about educating people. See, the reason why I try to empathize with people with ADHD or with different mental health or just different mentalities than my own, uh, it's Mental health is an oxymoronic thing because it's like I'm mentally healthy because I'm medicated, but yet I have a disease that makes me unhealthy. So I don't know what that means, but that's my rant on mental health. Um, I got to educate people at the sake of or at the risk of committing professional suicide or societal or what people judge me, whatever my network I um, speak out on this stuff and my only qualification is that I live with it and have experience and will live with it forever. I don't have a psychology degree or anything, but I promise you if things kick off and I didn't have to worry about the daily grind, I would go and get educated in psychology and I would enter the field of being like a counselor or a therapist uh, only because I think it's lacking and I think there just needs to be... It needs to be therapists. I think it's something I could be good at, but <clears throat> hell until I can take off four years and go to school or whatever it takes or work full time while going to school and drop the podcast and run the business. Uh, for right now, I'm just going to continue to put out education and stand as an example of, Oh wow, that guy seems like he kind of got it together. He's bipolar. You sure, he, you sure he's bipolar. I think he's just going with the trend uh, that's the best ever thing. You know, mental health is trending so much that um, I, I think it's a good thing. I'm okay with people claiming that they have mental health just because it would get them some sort of publicity or something like that, but that's not my case. That's not why I do it. Uh, I think it's still a little bit early, but it does push the conversation more and more so people are starting to get educated. People will listen to this podcast and say, oh, wow, it's not just somebody's out of control, somebody freaks out, or somebody has multiple personalities. That's the other thing. People, oh, bipolar, two. Yeah, that must mean that you have two personalities. Yeah, so you're like a a doctor and a Latin professional and science mania. I get it. But anyway, so we will continue this battle to not make mental health synonymous with racism, bigotry, or anything like that. Um, Somebody who did a great job of pulling it all together was uh dave Chappelle in the snl monologue that he did he you know go and look it up i'm not even going to quote uh <laughs> i can't quote the greatest one of the greatest speakers we have in our generation and quite possibly in a long time you know this man um <laughs> essentially shows kanye how to do it says the same thing but he's just a little more craftful with his words didn't offend anybody didn't get cancelled but he goes and he says something that Kanye got in so much trouble that Kyrie got in trouble and did speak a little bit about uh, what happened with Kyrie it just seems like this is anti-semitism is trending man it's crazy but it has to become a teachable moment I used it to speak with my kids and see if they understand why this stuff is dangerous you know um, but yay, yay can't articulate the greatest. He, uh, I forget who quoted it, but they said he should have just made a song. Like people would have listened to it and he could have got a message away. I mean, he, he used to do that and put things, but now we have him just essentially going on podcasts and ranting and anybody who's taking him, especially at this point, anybody who would take him on trying to be the next viral clip, uh, it's just, it's just no good. But then again, people are going to flame me for even talking about him for 10, 15, 20 minutes. I don't know how long we've been going, but, um, yeah, it's, it's got to turn into a teaching moment. I will not lose stories of success. Learn from failure. Th- there can be a success. The success doesn't have to always be right now, but we have to have a positive outlook. So, you know, people are saying, where does he go from here? What happens? And it's, they're all scary. All of the options that people are thinking for where he goes from here are scary. Even if they say he's going to disappear for a few years and come back as a born-again Christian, guys, he he already did that. He's already been doing the Sunday service. He's been—you know, religion has been a big part of his branding for a long time. So I don't know. Maybe he has that card. Maybe College Dropout will age so well that this this music— People 20 years later will care about it. I don't know. I, it's, I'm, it's. i like, at a loss. It's so weird. But, you know, as to quote, yay, we need to forget history. It's subjective. We need to move forward. Okay, so how about don't worship or idolize a historically significant figure? I don't know. Uh, give me a second. Let me look and see. So... We're at 30 minutes for the sake of consistency. I'm going to start bringing it to a close. Um, one conversation that I want to have is empathizing with introverts. So I like to treat others how I like to be treated and empathize with mentalities other than my own. And it had brought a conversation up. I was listening to empower six one Oh, they dropped their podcast. Um, i don't know this week it doesn't matter it's live now by the time you're listening to this you can go on youtube and look up um empower 610's podcast damn it what's the name of there what's the name of it give me one second empower 610 on youtube yeah you can just search empower 610 your network is your net worth so they were talking about networking and one of the hosts shout out to nice jones comes out as an introvert people know if you know but he's coming out publicly shout out to that and lewis kind or lbj says wow um you have a podcast how are you an introvert and you know shout out to those guys putting in the work because it kept the conversation going like all great podcasts should. And I'm having a conversation with my mom, who's an introvert. And I'm saying, would you ever go on to a podcast? You know, she was like, no, absolutely not. But then she said, maybe the fact that there's no audience would lend better to being able to podcast. I said, wow, um, I'm curious. So I text uh nice and I was asking him, Hey, do you like, how does it feel? Do, you know, is it, are you in your uncomfortable zone? And he pretty much just said, "Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but you shape your life about what you want to do." He's a professor, public speaker. I mean, you, this is why people are so surprised that he's an introvert. He's all over social media has a huge following, and it's like, wow. But he decided where he wanted to be in his life, and he said, "I'm. I've got to be uncomfortable through these things, but these are things that I have to do." So. Big shout out to NICE, big shout out to LBJ, big shout out to Empower 610 Podcast. Really excited to see what these guys got going on. So go ahead and check out what they they got going on. And I will, um, I hate to say it like this because it's a human, but I'll get me an introvert. I'll find an introvert to come on the podcast um, or I'll at least start asking people if they identify as introvert because I'd like to have the conversation and see what the differences are. Like I know introverts like to spend time alone to recharge and meditate, be in nature, things like that. Uh, I need to do that, too. I just need to do it much less. If I am by myself for too long, I definitely start to feel uncomfortable. So I think it's just the fact of whether or not you're energized when you're around people or not. You know, uh, some of my most energetic days, I have four or five meetings, a networking mixer in the evening, and I'm literally going and going from seven in the morning till seven, eight at night, and then getting to my computer to check email and things like this. And, you know, you just find yourself energize. I find myself energized right before I go to check. You'd think at the end of meeting people and talking with people all day, you'd be sapped. And when I talk to introverts, they say, I'm sapped after talking to you. But <laughs> yeah, really curious. Let's keep this uh, this going. One of the things I'm going to be doing towards the end of the year, towards the new year's, is taking a look back at the content we created so far. The goal was consistency. So there's something you want to see more production style, more visuals, you know, let me know. I'm open to it. Um, But part of this was the, the goal was to be consistent. So it's not to make perfect banger episodes every time. I have no idea what's going on in terms of what we talk about. I put out in the beginning episode what I wanted to talk about. I know we've strayed just a little bit, and that's because of, uh, realizations, you know, you put a strategy, you put a plan together and then you get punched in the face and you're like, okay, we got to change a little bit, you know? Um, right now the podcast can hold two mics. So if I were to have two guests, one of them wouldn't be mic'd up or we'd have to rig something up and split a cable. It just, it wouldn't be ideal. So there's things we need to do to set ourselves up for growth and it's all part of the plan. You know, four-person podcasts would be great. I don't see a need for more mics than that, but hey, maybe eight. We'll have a a party sometime. Who knows? But there's decisions that I'm making, and I think in order to learn from my own failures, I got to go back, take a listen to things, see where we can improve. Uh, It's something I try to do on a weekly basis, but I think in the spirit of New Year's coming up, really taking a look. So I'll do a deep dive on what decisions we made with the podcast. And I'll just be completely transparent with you guys. Why is it a marble background? Why is there two mics face? Why is there only one camera? You know, these were all decisions that I came before I decided to jump into this and I jumped in well before I was ready. It's uh, you go back. I'll, I'll tell you now, cause I, I like learning from failure. Go back and listen to that first episode with Gil Thompson promoting his writing to heal album we got the fire alarm going off in the back i'm stopping to cough like it, i woke up that morning i completely flipped everything ready to have my first guest i was i don't i didn't have covid but i was sick i'm nasally you listen to that recording everything told me i should not do this and i was getting ready to really cancel and i say right in the beginning of the episode part of the reason we built it well, no not part of the reason The reason we built this because I wanted to promote the album and I wanted to do it in a professional setting. And I said, might as well get a podcast out of it. And I'm so glad that we made that step and that we put everything together because this is therapeutic for me. I love doing it. Feedback has been great. So not only that, but you can promote things within your network. So I know I put that on my uh, mission statement or description somewhere. Maybe it's on my Acast somewhere. It says I did this to promote people in my network and their endeavors and these stories that need to be told. So this was never an I thing. This was never a me, Tony Ortiz thing. The goal was to have that second mic there. and I figured if I'm gonna have one mic at all, set it up for at least two. You don't have to start with four, but set it up for at least two. And I do little things like the naming of the podcast is not episode one. It's episode zero 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 one. Why? Why not 01? Why not 001? Because I can keep that format for 999 episodes before I have to change the format. When I thought about consistency and how to be able to take my already hectic life and promote and create 25 to an hour's worth of content every week consistently, that's the goal. So that's what really sits at the top. Uh, and in the effort of consistency, I am going over my time of what's normal. So we'll slowly extend the show longer and longer as we get it perfect for the perfect audience, but no need to mess with retention or keep people droning for a ton of time. Um, If you're just joining, we got about six or seven episodes. This is episode 7. So, you can go back and at least spend the next 3 or 4 hours and binge watch the podcast up to now. I'm going to keep doing this and it's going to get to the point where it will be unbingeable cuz there's just so much content out there. So, we locked in the first ever episode for life, for the future, for the history of recorded internet with a fire alarm going off, me coughing and me being sick. But you know what? I think it's some of the most raw so much good content came out of it. It created such a discussion online. And this was a first episode with no audience at all. This created the audience. So damn, man, big shout out. Oh, uh, let's see. This is I Will Not Lose Podcast. Stories of successes learned from failure. To support this show, visit the website shows.acast.com slash I Will Not Lose and subscribe on your favorite podcast player share the episode link, leave a comment, share it on Facebook, shoot me a text. Hey, Tone, that was a dope episode. Whatever you got to do, your contribution is appreciated. Thank you for listening.